Well, howdy, Hootah Thunkers. This is the host of the Hootah Thunkin' Podcast, Zeb, coming at you. Episode 139. I uh, just wanted to do a little episode here. Um, it's a little bit different. Should be a little bit shorter, but, you know, I can always ramble on. Anyway, <laughs> the recommendation segment to begin, where I recommend something, and this week not related to the main event. Um, I recommend you watch HBO's In Treatment. Based on an Israeli Academy Award-winning TV drama series, In Treatment features a psychologist confronting some uneasy personal truths. For the first three seasons, the featured doctor is middle-aged Paul Weston, who has sessions with his own psychotherapist at times. So apparently they brought the show back recently and talked about issues like the pandemic, but with a different cast. I have not, I haven't seen those episodes yet, so I'm not recommending those. Uh, I'm only about episodes eight episodes into the show so i'm not knocking this newer version of the show i just haven't seen it so yeah on that but the original first couple episodes really cool um it's uh it has about 90 percent on rotten tomatoes and it won a few awards back in the day it originally came out towards the end of the flip phone era back in 2008 to give you an idea of the setting uh watching in treatment with my licensed professional counselor wife makes it even more enjoyable but when i uh, watched the first two episodes by myself. Um, it, that's what got me hooked, and I watched it all by myself. Those were the ones that you know really cemented it. Just the first couple episodes, I thought this is a pretty cool show. Um, I like to multitask, and when I was working on some things, I had it on the background, and I caught myself like looking away from my work and be like, "Whoa, that's really cool." The show is quite simple. Each episode starts with the therapist sitting in his chair. Sometimes you hear him take a phone call from a family member. Sometimes he's just sitting and doing something mundane like reading the paper. But shortly after the episode begins, so does the next session. You know, patient enters the therapist's home office and they begin talking about all sorts of facets of their lives. Usually when the uh, session ends, like the therapy session, so does the episode. The episodes usually start with, the patient walking in and then end with the patient leaving but it's the dialogue that goes on in between so in treatment isn't an action show there there's like only one set the home office but the dialogue is written with the utmost care and interest shannon and i are on the edges of our seats when we watch so it's all about dialogue drama it's but it's good it's well written and um yeah i think one of the things that most got me was the first episode ends with the patient having what I thought was terribly unrealistic or uh, terribly inappropriate relation with the therapist, the first episode. And I thought, oh, that's crap. I'm going to ask my wife when she gets home tonight and she's going to confirm what I said that, yeah, no, that would end. There wouldn't be another session, but I was wrong. Um, Shannon told me, no, this, you know, depend on the therapist and it depends on what the relationship was and what was going on. So yeah, it's got Shannon's stamp of approval. It is entertainment. So it's not meant, it doesn't, you know, most therapy sessions, according to her, aren't that interesting, you know, or, you know, they aren't that as salacious or whatever. But um, she does say it is quite realistic to how an actual therapy session goes. So I thought that was pretty cool. Now, for the main event, uh, this episode is called Imposter. So I thought that was, uh, it should be a little idea of what the, what the episode's about. Even if you aren't a gamer, chances are you have seen an Among Us character somewhere. They're the little, colorful, usually red, uh, space characters, astronauts, with no arms and bluish-gray visors. They've been in memes and many pop culture references, the latest of which is the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer, which sort of sparked my idea to do this episode. Even though I've played the game long before, 
Uh, there was a, even a recent reference to the game. At 45 seconds in and at a minute and 10 seconds of the newest Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, uh, the first official trailer that was released, you see characters in different colored spacesuits. I know that could be just a coincidence, not a direct reference to the game among us, as, you know, different colored suits is a pretty simple concept, pretty simple of a concept, but I'm telling you, Shannon and I both looked at each other while watching the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and we said, Among Us, like, we got it. I mean, technically, Shannon didn't say Among Us, she said Imposter, uh, but <laughs> that's because she can never remember the actual name of the game and just calls it Imposter, and I know what she's talking about, but you get it. <laughs> Anyone who plays Among Us and saw this trailer, the, the, the first fully length trailer of Guardians of Galaxy Volume 3 knew it was a reference to Among Us. And I put the trailer on the blog if you want to get the reference of what I'm talking about, but it's pretty simple. It's a trailer. It's available everywhere. A little side note, like Among Us, Guardians of the Galaxy is like the black sheep title of its own genre. Just how Among Us is a game that non-gamers can and do enjoy, my wife, for example, Guardians of the Galaxy is a superhero movie franchise that is enjoyed by people who typically don't like superhero movies. I was just with my buddy, brewing some beer with him, Sean, yesterday, and he said, I brought up Guardians of the Galaxy, I said, yeah, new trailer's out. He said, yeah, that's the one. He doesn't like many superhero movies, he's tried to get into it, um, but he said Guardians of the Galaxy he always enjoyed. It's funny, it's different, it's all, it's no, Guardians of the Galaxy movies are always known for having, like, the best soundtracks ever. Fun fact, first Guardians of the Galaxy movie had a soundtrack. It was a, it broke a record. It was the first album that was on top of the album charts where every song had already been re released decades before and were each in their own on the top charts. So <laughs> no original song, top chart album, just because it was such a good playlist. And every movie since then has carried on that tradition. Both Among Us and Guardians of the Galaxy were released with little expectation of success because the concepts don't fit the mold of the genre that they are in. Yet they both became mega hits. So respect. Guardians of the Galaxy Among Us, kind of cool. I just wanted to point out that similarity between the game and the movie that is now referencing this game. Among Us is a 2018 online multiplayer social deduction game developed and published by American game studio Inner Sloth. The game was inspired by the party game Mafia, also referred to as Werewolf, which I didn't know before looking into Among Us, but that sounds like a really cool like party game. And the science fiction horror film The Thing. So think of an idea of the of the game Mafia. If you've ever heard of it, I had not, but it, I looked it up. It's pretty cool. Players, it's a lot like Among Us, which we'll get into. Um, but the game Mafia and the movie The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing is my number one favorite horror movie because of the social deduction concept used in the movie you know who's the imposter who's the one among us among us who's who's the bad guy and i have talked about the thing before in this podcast um for halloween special episodes and stuff like that it is the greatest movie and there's a couple different versions of the thing but john carpenter's the thing and that came out in the 1980s kurt russell it's such a good movie watch it and to get an idea of what this game i'm talking about if you haven't heard of about it before the thing is very close to this game what is social deduction so that's what among us is called it's a social deduction multiplayer game social deduction game is a game in which players attempt to uncover each other's hidden role or team alliance commonly these games are played with teams 
with one team being considered quote-unquote good and another being quote-unquote bad. During gameplay, players can use logic and deductive reasoning to try to deduce one another's role, while other players can bluff to keep players from suspecting them. If you've ever heard of like a, a dinner party, murder mystery type party thing, it's kind of like that, social deduction. Who's the one who murdered, you know, who done it? Um, kind of idea right there. But it, uh, Among Us is a little different. Among Us, and it uses modern technology as a video game online people from all over the place who've never met their strangers are playing this so it's really fun among us takes place in space themed settings where players are colorful armless cartoon astronauts which uh, each player takes on one of two roles most are crewmates the majority are crewmates but a small number one to three depending on the host's decision of how they want to set up the game play imposters that's what they're called basically the murderers the the, the saboteurs which appear identical to the crewmates. So the goal of crewmates is to either identify and vote out the imposter or to complete all the tasks around the map, like calibrate the phasers or unload the trash or whatever, you know, make sure the reactor's cool enough or put the gas in the thing, whatever. They're, they're you know, space tasks, basically to fill time so that, and people go to different areas of the map so that the imposters can do their thing. The goal of the imposter is to covertly sabotage the mission either by killing the crewmates before they complete all their tasks or by triggering a disaster that is not resolved in time. So they could sabotage the oxygen and then, you know, all the players have to get to the oxygen room in 60 seconds and fix it or they all die. Or the, the imposter could, you know, overheat the reactors so if they don't all get, all the crewmates don't get there in 60 seconds, the ship could blow up. That's in the imposter's best interest. The imposter's job, and this is why this is why it's the most popular role to get. You don't get to pick it, it's randomly picked. But when you play Among Us, you want to be the imposter because it's so much more fun. You get to kill people, you get to, you get to take out the, the crewmates, you get to sabotage things. You're the bad guy. Bad guys are more fun. Uh, but normally you're the crewmate, just trying to fix the ship and find out who the murderer is amongst you. So among us, so that you're so that you're able to you know, successfully win. The game was created by a small independent company in 2018, uh, Sloth, and had very little success at first, but online Twitch streamers started playing it and made it famous. Twitch, if you've never heard of it, it's like YouTube, but its main goal, its main purpose, is for video game streaming. So while Among Us released in 2018, it was not until mid-2020 that it saw a surge of popularity, initially driven by content creators online in South Korea and Brazil. Bro Mander stated that the game is more popular in Mexico and Brazil and South Korea than the United States. According to Willard, uh, Twitch streamer Soto Poppin <laughs> first popularized the game in Twitch in July of 2020. Uh, many other Twitch streamers and YouTube YouTubers followed suit, including prominent content creators like XQC, uh, Pokimane, Shroud, Ninja, Disguise, Toast, and PewDiePie. So those are all names of streamers. <laughs> they're weird names, I know, but they're famous. Um, not, I don't watch much streamers like that. I usually watch clips, but yeah, streamers they have following. It's and it's sort of like an Instagram following or social media following, and they get people to watch what they play. Sometimes they play independent games that aren't really well known, and that's what happened to Among Us, and it blew up. Also, what made Among Us popular, and I love this sort of social dynamic. The whole reason I want to do an episode about this game is it has a lot of social reference like social repercussions and everything the COVID-19 pandemic was frequently cited as a reason for the popularity of Among Us when COVID hit people didn't have much to do in those first couple months first like year 
people didn't do anything. They didn't leave their houses. So if you're a gamer, it was like the perfect time. <laughs> you, there was always a perfect excuse to cancel all your plans and just play games. If you love playing games, it was kind of awesome. Um, the, I'm not saying the pandemic was awesome, but you know, it could have been way worse. The, so COVID-19 frequently cited as a reason for the popularity of Among Us. It allowed for socializing despite social distancing. Emma, that was one of the reasons why I got super into gaming again was COVID hit. I now could talk to my friends from high school and from college and whatever, and we interact. Even if it's a virtual way, it's more interaction than just calling them on the phone and talking about stuff. Now we're talking about stuff and we're fighting bad guys. We're talking about stuff and we're playing Among Us and one of them's the imposter. And it's, I don't know. Emma Kent of Eurogamer believed that the release of Innersloss, the Henry Stickman collection, also contributed to awareness of Among Us. And PC Gamer's Wes Fen Fenland credited Twitch streamer SR Kaif for priming Among Us for its big uh, moment. Fenland also praised Among Us for improvements over other popular tabletop games that had been inspired by Mafia, such as The Secret Hitler. <laughs> And he said other video game adaptations of Mafia, Mafia, such as Town of Salem and Werewolves Within, were just adding an online interface for the basic werewolf rules, whereas Among Us is an entirely new take on the concept. Along with Fall Guys and the Jackbox Party Packs, Among Us provided a narrative-less narrative -less experience that helped to avoid the cultural trauma of the pandemic, according to MJ Lewis of Wired. So... In there, they reference another game, Fall Guys. That's a great game, too. And what I like what they, they talk about there is that Among Us, Fall Guys, stuff like that, it, it's narrative-less. So you're not playing Halo where you're a character that is specific, you know, Master Chief, and you got to do this. Or you're not playing Call of Duty where it's like, oh, you know, all these different stories. No. Fall Guys. Hold on. Excuse me. <coughs> Fall Guys and Among Us. You're just a game. You're just in a game. You can talk to your friends. You're not you're not interrupted by uh, different cutscenes of stories that are happening. You're you're just playing a game together, just like you would play Monopoly. You know, there's not a narrative in a Monopoly. You're just trying to do tasks and you're interacting with your friends and socializing. And that's what you know. The pandemic made Fall Guys and Among Us so popular was that we could connect with each other without being interrupted by a narrative. You made the narrative your you make your narrative your, yourself the, the players make the fun in among us and in fall guys so the game embraces how silly it is as well which kind of makes it this more light-hearted atmosphere compared to some other video games like that i play like call of duty god of war which are always like super serious killing people all that stuff and there is killing in among us but it's it's a lot more silly cartoonish the colored astronaut characters have no arms and they bounce around when they walk and make this little noise like and and they bounce in a really comical looking way so it's fun i remember the first time i downloaded it and my friends downloaded it. it's hilarious everyone always says the same thing you just giggle for a couple minutes about how funny it is just to walk around so it's fun like that you can also pick from various quote-unquote hats including ball caps fried eggs plungers uh toilet paper stuff like that just stuff you put on top of your character's head suits you can wear like overalls a tuxedo a yeti costume <laughs> you can be like a pancake it's <laughs> and also pets which are like alien dogs blobs of goo with eyes on them you know different a plant that just sort of walks around next to you all of which are only aesthetic they don't give the player any advantage in the gameplay you can pay real money for them which does support the actual people who make the game 
uh, which is really cheap. Most versions are actually free. So, and a lot of thing amongst gamers, and they're like, maybe I shouldn't spend real world money to buy a hat in a video game that's not an actual real world hat. I had this conversation with my grandma once over the phone. She heard something on the news where a guy had spent money, spent like hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, I think it was, to buy like a virtual clothing, not real world clothing, virtual clothing. And she couldn't understand that. And I was like, I do get what you're saying. Thousands of dollars is a ridiculous amount of money to spend on virtual clothing. But when you play a game that's free and you get so much enjoyment out of it, it's a little bit more, it's almost like a code, my, my friends and I at least have, that why not spend $5 to buy what looks like a cool outfit for your character in the game when you've gotten so much enjoyment out of this game that you're playing and the people who made it didn't get any money from you. They, they kind of deserve that money. I know that sounds weird, but in a capitalist society, it's like, I, you're, it, when you, like Fortnite, Fortnite is free. How is it so successful? How are they making so much money? Because people pay, they're like, I, I think I spent like $9 on Fortnite for, to make my gun look cooler, you know, but also I played the game for free and I played it for hours and it's fun. So that's a kind of how that goes. That's what this aesthetic goofy things are. Maybe you pay 30 cents to have your character wear a fried egg on its head. It's fun. There's also ways to unlock that stuff that doesn't cost money. So yeah, it's awesome. Respect to the game developers inner sloth. And yes, players are killed in the game, but the deaths aren't like brutal and, and gory. They're cartoonish, kind of like the Looney Tunes. <laughs> you get stabbed through the face, but there's no blood. And it's <laughs> it's really funny. Trust me. Um, you, I mean, you could say Looney Tunes. You're just showing your kids murderous cartoon stuff. But yet it doesn't come off that way because they're not having their brains bashed out. Blood isn't splattering everywhere. No, it's a cartoonic kind of death and typically seen as harmless. Most parents don't see the game itself as offensive, uh, though other real-world players who are talking in the game and chatting, they can say inappropriate things. The game developers do have a, a censorship, so if I were to write the word ass into the game, you can have you can enable a setting that says, no, we blink that out. So you're, you know, if you if you ever get this game for your kid and you think they're too young to see curse words or anything offensive, um, you can turn that on that says, hey, no, anything that that is typed into this game that comes off as offensive or a curse word, they do block that out. Um, that being said, they're real world people that, that are going to find a way to, to still scare your kids. So that's a possibility. Um, but for the most part, Among Us is for everyone, really. When, a game, when the game starts itself, let me break this down and why I think it's so socially cool. When the game starts, all players launch into a map. It's usually like a spaceship in the same room. It's the meeting room. That's It has a big red button in the middle of it that you can press. Each player is shown a screen that informs them if they are an imposter or a crewmate before the match begins. The majority of players will be made crewmates because, you know, you need the good guys. All the players scatter to different uh, parts of the map, either doing their tasks, like the crewmates, trying to fix the ship, or trying to find a good place to ambush another player to kill them, the imposter. When a dead player is found, other players, both crewmates and the imposters, can report it. They can say, hey, I found a dead player. You hit a button on your screen, and this brings all the players back to the meeting room where they can discuss what was seen. Hey, where did you find the dead body? It tells you who reported it. It's be like, hey, I see that you're the one that reported a dead body. What room was it in? Who was around you? Did you see who did it? You know, who is safe? Who is sus? <laughs> Which is shorthand for suspicious. But the word sus is now synonymous with this game just because it's easier to type out S-U-S than the whole word suspicious. So you say, who's sus? 
and who, if anyone, should be voted out of the airlock. So who should be voted out and killed off, thinking, oh, this guy, I'm pretty sure he's the murderer, we should kill him off. Pressing the big red button in the meeting room also does the same thing as reporting a body, brings everyone together and discuss things. If you have seen John Carpenter's The Thing, it's a very similar premise to that movie. Uh, There are the good human crewmates who have a murderous monster or multiple monsters who can shapeshift to look exactly like a real human among them. And it is the crewmates' jobs, the humans' job, to figure out who the imposter is before they die. Imagine the movie The Thing, but being able to play it. Yeah, it's that cool. This concept could have been made into a horror game where you're scared, terrified, but Among Us isn't horror. It's more of a lighthearted social experiment cartoon-like thing. Um, One could say, or could draw similarities between Among Us and the murder mystery dinner party type game. Uh, I mentioned that earlier, like whodunit type game. It is during this meeting... When everyone's talking like, hey, who's sus? Who did it? Did you see which body was it or which room was the body in? When everyone is talking with each other to figure out who is the murderous saboteur, that the game is most enjoyable. It's hilarious. It's also fun. You can stab your friends in the back and lie to them straight to their face. That's what the game incentivizes. It's also when the game, the game's true genius shines. The players make the fun. Like I said, Among Us is narrativeless. You can play it any way you want. The game itself is super simple compared to most modern video games, yet when you input the complexity of human behavior into this very simple game's framework, you get true entertainment. You get true social experiment entertainment going on. Uh, On this episode's blog, I did include a video of my friend Travis and I playing Among Us for about 30 plus minutes on PlayStation one night. I encourage you to watch it or search, you know, um, search Among Us gameplay on YouTube. You will see how friends deceive each other in elaborate ways and how teammates can't seem to work together no matter how easy it is it seems to be to do so. People have to figure out who the imposter is among them. It's chaos ensues, hilarious chaos. If everyone playing the game was calm and rational like Spock from from, um, Star Trek or, you know, was like an AI, they're just calm, rational, figured out and had unlimited time to discuss every game Every match would be boring and solved easily. A simple use of the buddy system would expose the imposter very quickly. You know, hey, red, I'm gonna, I'm red, I'm gonna team up with green. We're gonna go to every room together. If one of us dies, you're gonna know it's the other guy who is with us. If, or whatever, and you'll see what's going on. And it turns out nobody's dying, or people are dying, but you two are together. You know you two are safe, so stay together. And maybe another buddy system could group up with you because you know they're safe or whatever. So, there you go. But that isn't how games go. That's not how things happen. Gamers, no people, not just gamers, are erratic, impulsive, <laughs> and are usually horrible at communicating with each other. Not to mention the discussion forum where players have to talk to figure out who is the imposter usually comes with a 90-second timer. 90 seconds to figure out who is murdering everyone. And it's usually only through text. So you have to text like through your phone or on PlayStation. You have to use your controller and it's bulky. It takes a long time to text things out. Uh, But some people do use Discord so they can talk audibly. So that's, you know, but when when an audio, you're in an audio lobby where players can actually hear each other speak, it's usually even more chaotic and hilarious. (laughs) So yeah, like I said, check it out on YouTube or watch some of the videos my friends and I have done playing Among Us. I did mention how Among Us appeals to a wider audience than most gamers, and that is most games, and that's because it feels like an interactive social board game. 
um, that just happens to be on a video game medium. My wife, Shannon, has almost zero interest in video games. She doesn't like watching them. She doesn't like playing them. She only has some interest because she knows it's, a, it's something that I enjoy. And she hasn't really liked video games herself since she was a kid playing like Mario Kart style style um games like that yet she enjoys playing among us and from time to time with my friends and i she does she is pretty good at it too <laughs> i remember my buddies and i were stumped one game playing with shannon and we couldn't figure out who the imposter was i even defended her saying no way it's shannon guys you know it can't be my wife <laughs> at which point my screen flashed red and her and it showed her character snapping my character's neck in the meeting room right in front of everyone to this day it's one of my favorite moments ever playing among us I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> she just laughed. And I said, you expose yourself. She said, I couldn't help it. You guys were going to figure me out. And I couldn't help myself. It was too hilarious. So Shannon caught me watching video game clips on YouTube the other day. And she saw there's an Among Us VR version. Virtual reality Among Us. She even exclaimed that. And I can understand her excitement. Instead of watching a character bounce around on a tiny screen in your phone, you can actually run down spaceship hallways fleeing from imposters trying to kill you. It sounds awesome. There were some independent Among Us VR games that fans created in VR chat before, but they were a bit clunky and unreliable. The official Among Us VR didn't release until November of this year, 2022. Or sorry, 2022. Yeah, 2022. So here's another point I'd like to make. The game is free. On PlayStation, it does cost like five bucks, and I think on Xbox and maybe PC. But when you play on your phone, it's free. It is free. So 100% free to play on your smartphone, download it. It's not that big of a game. Yeah, doesn't take up much space. I strongly recommend you play Among Us yourself. It may seem daunting at first if you don't play any video games at all, but you will get the hang of it pretty quickly. You know, we all use smartphones. None of us are technologically inept completely anymore because we all have computers in our hands all the time. But check it out. It's fun. And, you know, I guess this entire episode was one big recommendation segment. I wanted to talk about how the game is a big social experiment and how people are really bad at working together. And I did a little bit, but mostly I just want to talk to you guys about this game. I want to see if you enjoy it. You know, what's your favorite part about the game? Anchor.fm, the site I use to create this podcast, has a fun interactive Q&A feature. I'm not promoting Anchor right now. I have in the past. This is, I just want to talk to you guys. I, I, I can see the stats. I know people are listening. Talk to me. Let me know. Do you play Among Us? What's your handle? Maybe we can play together. It'd be fun. Uh, be sure to write in any of your thoughts there in the QA section of, of Anchor. And Anchor's owned by Spotify, so you can do it on Spotify, too. Anyway, thanks for listening, Huda Thunkers. Until next time.